Hello and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine and I will be your host again this time around. Hey, exciting stuff. We are going to introduce today a new series on this program that will use records by artists to either illustrate or in some cases completely define areas of psychology by their songs and by their themes. Let me know what you think this time around and if you like this one, and I'll take it from there as far as regularity goes. I don't plan on doing it every week, but I'd like to intersperse these throughout our episodes. I already have a few other albums on deck in mind, so let's see how this goes. Now, as the program title indicated, we will be talking about the record Here, My Dear by Marvin Gaye. This, interestingly, is an iconic record but not one with what you would call hits on it. And that might be by design. Uh, You know what? I'll explain that shortly. See, there is a whole thing happening with the way that this record was made. Listen, if we were shooting for a more popular record, what's going on would definitely have gotten more clicks and listens and downloads on Refresher than this album here, my dear. And what's going on is superb. But this record, here, my dear, could fuel a psychoanalysis for years, and it has, which is why we chose this one to dissect. Here's a little background on it. Essentially, right around the time that Marvin Gaye was recording this, he was divorcing or was divorced from his wife at the time. And yeah, I know that happens, but this was way trickier in that his brother-in-law was also his boss. You see, Marvin Gaye was married to Anna Gordy, who was the sister of Barry Gordy, who was the head of his label, Motown. So he was divorcing the boss's sister. Anna, for the record, was 17 years older than Marvin Gaye was. That was not only a big gap, but unusual at the time, as it usually was the woman in this case that, you know, was younger. But in this case, as was mentioned, it's it's the other way around. She was 17 years older than he was. Interestingly, Marvin Gaye's next long-term relationship would be just the opposite to the year. His, his next wife, Jan Gaye, was 17 and he was 34, which was exactly the same 17-year age difference, except in the opposite direction the next time. At the time of his divorce, Marvin Gaye was just coming off a really big international hit song, Got to Give It Up. So he was still very much a profitable artist. A side note, even after his death, his estate would still be making money from Got to Give It Up because it was copied just a little too closely by Robin Thicke in the song Blurred Lines. So the gay estate 
sued and won the case. But anyway, back to here, my dear. Long story short, for his divorce settlement, Marvin Gaye's attorney convinced him to give up half of the percentage of the album royalties that he would earn from his next Motown album to Anna. That album, Here My Dear, which now puts its title in a little bit more perspective, is what we're talking about today. Now, at first, as I alluded to earlier, he wanted it to be a flop because he was mad. He didn't want it to succeed because this would give her a smaller divorce settlement if it didn't. But the more he delved into it, the more he got more artistic, more driven, and more sentimental. And while it was not super commercial in nature, when he was recording this, it was like he relived the joy and the pain of dating, marriage, and divorce all succinctly from end to end taken care of thematically on one double album. You hear it. It's like sitting in on someone's therapy sessions, or it's like reading their diary. There are songs on this thing called Anger, and When Did You Stop Loving Me? When Did I Stop Loving You? This is some deep stuff. It's not your standard, I love you, you love me, pop music happening here. And it's all very complex. In fact, throw this into the mix here too. Anna wasn't looking to divorce him. And he was the one that wasn't faithful. So one might say that the divorce, at least to a certain extent, was his fault. But that's not what you hear on this record, because it's his perspective. It has a what happened to us vibe, where clearly he's portraying himself to be the victim. There is a resounding feeling of Hey, I tried, but it's your fault. Passionately sung, like he's absolutely convinced that that's the case. So let's hit all of this psychologically. This is that psychology on vinyl that we're talking about. First off, there is a lot of denial going on in this artistic work. The Good Therapy website mentions how some mental health experts break down denial. A couple of examples. There is denial of denial. The denial of the unpleasant fact and the insistence that one is not experiencing denial. There's denial of cycle. The inability to acknowledge what is happening. A domestic violence victim, for example, might deny that his or her spouse previously engaged in behavior that led to abuse. Or in this case, the marriage was so perfect, I don't understand where this is coming from when it was problematic for a very long time. Denial of responsibility is another one. That is the failure to recognize a person's culpability in an unpleasant event caused by that person. For example, a driver who hit and injured another person might deny the impact of the accident. They might deny responsibility or even justify his or her actions. That is textbook on Here My Dear. 
that fits this record the best. Yes, I left you. Yes, I cheated. But I loved you, so why don't you love me? Or, no, I'm not making any attempt whatsoever as a major entertainer to support my child. But still, can you believe someone has the nerve to ask me for child support? I thought she loved me. You see the pattern? The denial of responsibility? Another thing that this album displays in full is confirmation bias. If you're familiar with this show, you'll know that we've discussed that in detail on this podcast. But it's applicable here, too. Philosophers note that humans often have difficulty processing information in a rational, unbiased manner once they have developed an opinion about the issue. And clearly, that's the case here. You are not getting both sides of a story on this record. In fact, it's so biased that after it was released in December 1978, Anna Gordy threatened to sue Marvin Gaye for $5 million, and this is in 1978, for the invasion of privacy, though that never transpired. In an article on Mediate.com, an author noted various psychological stages post-divorce that can happen. We're going to talk about five of them. Stage number one is immediately blaming the spouse. And, and, and things may be the fault of the spouse. But sometimes it's an instinctive thing to do this, whether it's justified or not. There's a lyric on this album that takes it here that says, Sometimes the spirit was moving on me, and I had to fight to defend my life. This making it clear again that because of her, he had to fight for his life. He also says in another song, what I can't understand is if you love me, how could you turn me into the police? That's a real lyric. He also voiced, this is what you wanted. Again, this is your fault. So stage one, blaming the spouse, is there. What about we move on to stage two, mourning the loss? This is here in a big way, too, on this album. Some sample lyrics read, Didn't I love you good and try to take care of you the best that I could? You were so divine and your love was like mellow wine. Stage number three, anger. Anger is literally one of the names of the songs on this record. Sample lyrics here, I ain't going to let you get the best of me. I'm going to go somewhere and cool. This is not the way my head's supposed to be. You've got me feeling like some silly fool. It's all her fault. Stage four, being single. Sometimes... This is called by some therapists, after a divorce, being newly single, a second adolescence. There's almost positive attitudes that one may have toward the change and toward oneself. By the end of this album, he's right there. And this is just through a double album. There's even a song called Falling in Love Again. On this one, he's obviously smitten with someone else. Again, 17 years his junior. And he sings, I found somebody. 
She says she loves me. I'm falling in love again. She's pretty outside and in. She's so wonderful. I tried to not let my heart step in, but what to do? What could I do when somebody real comes in? Now, two things are happening there. Number one, again, he's blaming the 17-year-old for his falling in love with her. But this album is supposed to be dedicated to his ex-wife. So that's a pretty harsh jab. Last stage, stage five, they call it the re-entry stage. The album is over, and essentially it's now come full circle. On the reprise of When Did You Stop Loving Me? When Did I Stop Loving You? It says this. You know, when you say your marriage vows, they're supposed to be for real. I mean, if you think back about what you really said, what it's all about, honor, loving, and obeying till death do us part and all, but it shouldn't be that way. It should. It should be lies because it turns out to be lies. If you don't honor what you said, you lie to God. The word should be changed. This isn't music. These are lyrics. Then it says, now, as I recall, we tried a million times again and again and again. And that isn't all. I gave my love to you each time to make amends. Suddenly, I start to realize I can't make it. Pretty birds fly away. I had to leave you for my health's sake. What to do? Make you pay for leaving you? My fine is to pay forever. So let's talk a little bit about all this in conclusion. First off, do you find that many male soul and R&B artists still make records like this anymore? Soul-bearing, put it all out there from your personal intense perspective kind of records. This was also a double album. Clearly, we live in a different time. Now, the music on this is great. It's atmospheric. It's diverse. His voice is ridiculously smooth, and it totally soars. He doesn't hold back vocally, and he is in top vocal shape. But this will serve as the first example of how a specific record imitates life for our podcast. See, this isn't just an example of someone saying, oh, you know, my contract says I need to go back in there and make another record. It's more than that. But the bigger aspect I take from this is how much the blame game is played when we are emotional or not at our best. If I could encourage anything from any of this, it's to take ownership for your actions. We are all so quick to blame everyone for things that happen before we blame ourselves. Now, at the same time, we want to be balanced. I know so many good people who completely take the bullet for everything that goes wrong, and that's not healthy either. But a breakup is just that. Something broke. Like a broken bone, it's going to hurt. Even if you're not the one that caused the accident, still going to hurt. That's not always fair, but it's true. But rather than explaining away the broken bone and whose fault it was, 
and remaining in pain, we have the opportunity to set the bone, get help, find out how best to heal that injury. It may never be exactly the same as it was before, but a lot of the pain will definitely lessen. Well, there you have it. Did you like this route of pop culture psychology this time? You may not know this album. And if you don't know this album, well, now you do. And, and you can listen to it and have a different perspective. Some of the albums we're going to use, you're going to know way better than this one, probably. Um, for the record, both as an expression as well as literally, the next one is going to be based on The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. So if you like where all this is heading, let me know. If not, let me know that too. In this series, the Psychology on Vinyl series that we're kicking off today, the playlist for the episodes are the subjects themselves. So this playlist will be the full record, Here My Dear by Marvin Gaye. And now that we've delved into the atmosphere behind it and the psychological state it was created in, it hopefully will be an even more interesting listen. You can find it really easily on Spotify. You can just type in Refresher Podcast dash Marvin Gaye, Here My Dear. Now, this was a double album, and so I'm going to tell you the order and what side these were originally on. I still think record, even though obviously they're going to run together digitally now. So let's run through the track listing. Side number one are the songs, Here My Dear, I Met a Little Girl, When Did You Stop Loving Me, When Did I Stop Loving You, and Anger. Side two, Is That Enough, Everybody Needs Love, and Time to Get It Together. Is That Enough, I think, is my favorite my favorite atmospheric song on this on this album it's if you've got time and you're not in a hurry and you've got some headphones that's that's a good one side three sparrow anna's song when did you stop loving me when did i stop loving you instrumental and side four a funky space reincarnation you can leave but it's going to cost you yes that's the name of one of the songs Falling in Love Again, and When Did You Stop Loving Me, When Did I Stop Loving You, Reprise. That's it. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in the Refresher Podcast dash Marvin Gaye, Here My Dear. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in Frisco, Texas. Welcome to Refresher. This show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends, that would be super helpful. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you are so inclined, that would be great. But whether you do or whether you don't, just please feel free to listen to this anytime that you want to and enjoy this program anytime that you want to. It's yours. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. 
The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thank you.